the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. Hi Kids! My name is Maria Kat and I'm 11 years old. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Kiki Marks. She swam the Dead Sea. Stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM, as you don't want to miss the Chai Kids show. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. Good afternoon, Kiki Marks. Hi, thank you for having me at Chai today. Such a pleasure. Okay, what long distance swims have you done? done quite a few of we call them open water swims i've swum from robin island to big bay i've swum the dead sea from jordan to um israel i've done i've attempted the english channel from wow. um dover to calais in france and i've also done some swims along the cape coast um to uh, from big bay to malkbo stranton as well as in longabarn oh wow that is quite a lot eh yeah very fortunate. Have you ever done any of those swims more than once? I have. Uh, the Robin Island swim is from Robin Island to Big Bay and Bloberg Strand, and it's 7.5 kilometers long. Wow. And I've done it five times. Wow. Um, yeah, I've done that. Um, and then I've also done uh, the Robin Island double, oh. which is from Robin Island to Big Bay. Oh, actually, it's from Big Bay to Robin Island and then back to Big Bay, and I've done that oh, twice. Wow. Yeah. So it's wow, a single cool. or a single or a double. That's cool. So what was the what, what would you say was the hard, was the hardest swim you've accomplished and why? I think the hardest swim for me was the Dead Sea swim. Um the reason being it's very very salty. As you know, there's lots of salt and, and most of the time people can only float in the Dead Sea. It's 36 times saltier. 30, wow. it, it's salt, sorry, the amount of salt it has is 36%, which is about nine times more salt than the actual ocean. Wow, so that's it's very hard to swim. And also you can't put your face into the water because the salt will go into your eyes and it will burn your eyes and it can burn yeah. your skin and you also can't swallow wow, it. Wow, so that's hard. So it's very you have hard. You keep your head up the whole time. You have to, you had to wear a special mask in order to swim the, um, the Dead Sea. So it will also, you can't kick because if you kick, you keep flipping over and floating. So it was quite a hard swim. And also you it's very hot. The water is very warm. Mm-hmm. And you're also f- floating almost while you're swimming. So you have to pull very hard. So it was it was a hard swim, mainly because of the salt. Okay, so what do you, you mentioned a mask. What extra, do you, do you have to wear any other gear? Yeah. So for all open water swimming, you only wear a costume and you can wear goggles. For the Dead Sea Swim, we also only wore a costume, but then we wore the special mask. So what the mask looks like, it covers your entire face, and it's got a snorkel, uh, uh, which sticks out of the water. So you breathe in through the snorkel, and then there's a little one-way valve at your mouth, which you breathe out. But it actually, it's almost, it like sucks onto your face, uh, the mask, so that the water doesn't come in. And other than that, we didn't wear anything else. So was the mask uncomfortable? It was quite uncomfortable and it's quite claustrophobic. Yeah. And every time you stop or you want to do something and you want, or you want to eat or drink, you have to take the mask off, wash your hands, wash the mask, because if you put it back on with water, which is salty, it's going to burn you. Yeah. So it's very important that we used to wash our hands before we put it on and off. Oh, okay. But it is quite heavy. 
The nice thing about it is you didn't have to move your head from side to side because you're breathing through the snorkel. So you're actually oh, just yes. looking in one direction. Although when you're looking in the water in the Dead Sea, it's completely pitch black. You don't see anything underneath. Oh. It's completely, there's no plant life. No there's, fish. there's no fish. There's nothing because the salt content is so high. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. How, how many people completed the Dead Sea Swim? So w the aim of the Dead Sea Swim was twofold. The first thing we were doing was highlighting the crisis in the Dead Sea. I don't know if you know, but it's actually retracting by 1.5 yeah. meters a year. And they honestly think that if we don't do something, we're not going to have a Dead Sea. And the second reason I went was because there was a group from South Africa called Mad Swimmer. And what we wanted to do was raise money for underprivileged children in this country. So... We got together 25 people from oh, eight, wow. eight different countries, and we all came together. There were people from South Africa, from Israel. There's one person from New Zealand, one from the United Kingdom. There was one from Denmark. Um, there was one from Spain, and then there were a whole lot of Israelis. And we all got together, and we did the swim together. It was oh, that, incredible. incredible. So that must have been amazing. It was amazing to meet people from all over the world who all have a passion for swimming and for doing good things for the environment. It was wonderful. And could you communicate with them while yeah. you're swimming? Um, what we did was we, grew, we swam in groups of five or six. And then what we, we would swim. And then when we'd stop, we'd take our masks off, have something to eat and drink. And then we'd talk. And then we'd carry on swimming. We took breaks of about a minute or two to eat and drink. And we used to have a bit of a chat. So it was lovely to, to learn about their cultures, to learn about what they believe in. It was very interesting, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you could understand each other's languages. Yes, well, it, most people spoke English, so it oh. was it was easier for me because I don't speak yeah. many languages. Nor do I. We can all learn, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is the shortest swim you've done? So, in uh, uh, probably a five-kilometer swim, which was just in a dam near Boxburg, Benoni. That was my first open water swim that I ever done. Um, in training for the first Robin Island swim, that was the, the 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 shortest distance was five kilometers. I've never actually done midmar, which is what a lot of people do do, um, because I'm a bit scared of crowds. Uh, I find it very difficult to swim with a lot of people in the water. So unfortunately, I've never done a midmar mile, which I'd really like to do because I think it would be wonderful because a lot of people do do it. But yeah, so my shortest would be five kilometers. Wow. Yeah. The shortest I've done yeah. is across the width of the pool. That's fantastic. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> That's how everything in life works. If you start somewhere, you build it up and you build it up and you build it up until you do more or until you don't want to do any more. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Have you always enjoyed swimming? I have. I've, I've loved swimming since I was a little girl. I used to... Um, swim in our pool at home. We had a pool at home when I grew up in Clarkstorp and I used to oh. um, swim in the pool every day and I used to do synchronized type dances in the pool. I oh, put the cool. music next to the pool and I'd be dancing in the pool and I'd be swimming. I swam at school um, in galas and then I also swam in a club um, after school. So I was very, I loved swimming. I loved it from a very young age. Wow. That's and I amazing. also loved the ocean swimming. We used to go on holiday to Durban a lot with my dad and my mom and my brothers and sister. And we used to swim in the sea and I loved it. I just felt like I was at home. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you when you started swimming? So I would say when I started swimming just in the pool three or four, but when I probably started training, I was probably about six or seven. I started training wow. with a coach um, oh, uh. Yeah, at school and then also after school I used to swim with a coach. Open water swimming like I'm doing now, I only started in 2013, so five years ago. 
I was 43. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hadn't swum for a very long time. I hadn't swum for over 20 years when I decided to start wow. doing open water swimming. Yeah. So you're never too old to start doing you're something. Too <laughs> or yeah, too young. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it feel to be, I know this is jumping, but how did it feel to be the first person, one of the first people to complete the Dead Sea Swim? It was a complete honor to be, and a privilege to be part of that group of people. First of all, because I'm Jewish and I'm very proud to be Jewish. Second of all, I was swimming in a place that I love, Israel. And I was doing something for two wonderful causes. I was highlighting the crisis of the Dead Sea in a place that I love and trying to save a natural wonder. And I was doing something for my own country, South Africa, for to help underprivileged children. So it was an incredible, incredible privilege. And I felt very wow. blessed and honored Amazing. to have done it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I understand you attempted the English Channel. So how long is it and how much did you do? Okay, so in tw- no, not at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's always a hard thing to talk about. Um, I attempted the English Channel in September 2016. And if you draw a straight line from Dover in England to Calais in France, it's 33.5 kilometers long. And um, I swam on that day. And there was a lot of current. I probably did over 40 kilometers that day. Wow. But I didn't get to the other, I didn't get to the beach in France. Um, I got to about 400, between 400 and 800 meters from the beach and I had to stop. Oh. It was hard. It was hard. But it was, it was an incredible experience and it's changed my life for the better. And I'm just going to keep going and hopefully we'll try again. Wow. 40 kilometers is a lot. It is a lot. It was wow. a lot. I was in the water for 19 and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, that, it must was have been, that must have been hard. It was hard. I, I loved it. You know, I love being in the water. You yeah. know, one of the things you asked me about swimming is I absolutely love being in the water. It, I feel free. I feel buoyant. I feel like I can achieve absolutely anything. I li- it allows me to, my mind to wonder. I can think about a million things. And one of the things is that I also ve- I connect a lot when I'm in the water to people. So I connect to people both who are alive and sometimes even people who have passed on. I think about my dad a lot when I swim. He passed away a long time ago. But I think about him and it's, it's like he's swimming right next to me. And we're like having a chat while I'm swimming. It's really beautiful. Did he do long distance swim? No, he didn't do long distance swimming, but he was the one who introduced me to the sea. He used, he loved the sea. He used to take my oh, brother so nice. and my brothers and sister and me into the water. And he used to throw us into, <laughs> he used to throw us into the waves. We used to love it. We used to absolutely love it. And he loved, he loved swimming as well. So yeah. I think I got my passion from my dad because my mom doesn't really like swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Does your mom like swimming? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 She, she does like swimming. Yeah. Uh, our whole family really likes swimming. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't go into, I uh, don't think any of us are going to be long distance swimmers, open water swimmers. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but <laughs> at this point, nobody's getting there. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we all like swimming. That's good. Also, I have nice swimming experiences with my dad. Have you? That's good, yeah. <laughs> and we've got a pool at home, so he throws us up. Yeah. He either catches us or let us lets us fall into the deep end. That's beautiful. It's, it's exciting and nervous at the same time. <laughs> it's so much fun. He used to throw us into the waves and I would be absolutely petrified. And then when you're flying in the air and you land yeah. in that wave, woo, it's just, woo, exactly. I'm it's flying. awesome. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
What is the difference between the Robin Island swim and the Robin Island double? Okay, so it's just the distance. So a, a normal Robin Island swim is seven and a half kilometers, and the Robin Island double is fifteen kilometers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you go there and back. Sometimes it's hard because you get to a place and you think, well, I'm, I'm finished now. And then you realize you have to turn back and go all go the way back. back. So sometimes that second half is very, very difficult for people because you suddenly realize you've got to get the whole way back. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that was e Got to go all the way back. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. You said you've done it twice, eh? I've done it twice, the double. Yeah. It oh, gave amazing. me a lot of confidence once I had done the doubles. Because I felt like I had got over that hurdle of not stopping. Because when you get to Robben Island, you think, I can get out and I'm finished, I'm done. Because that's what a Robben Island swim is. And then suddenly you realize you've got to get back to Bloberg. And so it's, it's hard to put your mind, you know, get your mind right to say, I've got to do that now. And even if it's hard and even if I'm tired, I've just got to keep going. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a will of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you did you. Did the singles first, I can imagine. I did the singles first. I did four singles first, and then I did a double. And then when I decided, um, and then I started doing some more swims, longer swims. And then I, um, when I didn't make the English Channel, I thought I'd go back again. And so I started training for it, and I then did another single and another double before oh, okay. I went. Yeah. Cool. And how long is the swim from Pig Bay to Milk? Bostrand? Yeah, Malkbostrand. Malkbostrand is along the west coast of um, past Cape Town, and it's beautiful. If you've you've never been there, you should go. It's really beautiful. It's about nine and a half kilometers in a straight line. Yeah. Okay, and what do you love about swimming? I just love being in the open. I love being in the water. I love just, uh, just everything about it. It just makes me feel free, and I feel very at home. It's like my other home. Ah, cool, eh? It is very cool. Underwater home. Yeah. Or like on the water home. <laughs> yeah. And what would you, would you say is the most difficult part of swimming? The most difficult part is if it's very, very cold. Oh, I can <laughs> when imagine. you swim in Cape Town, the water can be very cold. Sometimes it's 10 or 11 or 12 degrees. So it's like getting into a very, very cold ice bath. And that can be quite difficult if it's very, very cold. And the other thing is if it, if the water is very choppy. Um, yeah. And the scary thing is if you think they're sharks. Oh, wow. Have you, have you ever met a shark? <laughs> Luckily, I haven't met a shark. I did on my Malkbor Strand meet a seal who came oh, swimming wow. up right into my face. Oh, my gosh. And one of your questions, I'm sure, is going to be what's my funniest experience ever? Well, the funny thing for the people on the boat was me jumping out of the water when that seal came. <laughs> for me, it was the most frightening thing because I literally I jumped out of the water and they were sitting on the boat and they were laughing because I thought it was, I actually thought it was a shark. Okay. Uh, do you, the water's very cold, right? Yes. So do you wear wetsuits though? We don't wear wetsuits. So in oh, open wow. water swimming, the rules are only a costume, goggles, and a cap. You're not allowed to wear a wetsuit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a quick break with the song, and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. I have Kiki Marks in studio with me. So if you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 61 895 1019. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with the questions, Kiki. Okay. 
Please, can you describe your training sessions? Well, for the English Channel, I used to get up at 3.20 in the morning to be in the water at 4 a.m. Wow. And I used to either swim for one, two or three hours before mm. I went to work and try and aim for about, try and do about 30 kilometers of swimming a week. Wow. And then I also, I, didn't, I used to swim Monday to Friday and then I don't swim on Shabbos. And then on Sunday, I used to try and do a long swim, either 10, 12 or 15 kilometer swim. Oh, wow. And then I also used to go to the gym two or three times a week to try and improve my strength. So by doing some weights and some aerobic exercises. Wow, so, you got dedicated, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But I enjoyed the training. I really did. That's nice. And how much do you train for each swim? So it it depends. I try and aim to do about 30 kilometers a week if possible. It all depends really on what my schedule's like for work and if there are other things going on. One of the other things I also did for training was I'd go down to Cape Town and try and swim in the ocean, especially oh, for the wow. like for the English Channel and for the Dead Sea to try and get some sea experience. I'd go down to Cape Town and I would swim either do the Robin Island or go down to Longabon and do some open water swimming just to get the experience of the waves and, and, the, and the temperature. Yeah. Well, the Dead Sea doesn't have waves, does it? A little bit of waves. When, we, oh, really? when you go to En Gedi and you swim, you know, we float, um, there's not much waves. But out in the middle of it, there's a little bit of a wave. And actually, the temperature changes. It goes from a bit of hot to a bit of cold because oh. there are freshwater springs in the Dead Sea underneath. Oh, yes. But a little bit of waves, but not as choppy as our normal oceans, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, when you're on the shore, you can't see any waves. No, you can't see any waves, no. no. Like Have you flat. been to the Dead Sea? We went to the Dead Sea. Did you? And our father took a stone. He's like, oh, I made a ripple in the Dead Sea. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> He's like, I, I said to my sister, oh, look, there's a fish. She's like, what? what? <laughs> there's no fishes no, in the Dead Sea. No, no fishes in the I was Dead like, Sea. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how often do you train? So every day, every day, I try and every day try and do a little bit of training, unless I'm really tired or I don't feel like it, and that does happen sometimes. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So, how do you eat and drink when you swim? So, you you've got to keep going, and some some of the swims are very long, so it's very important to eat and drink to give yourself some energy. So, what we normally do is I lie on my back and tread water. Um, and then I drink a little bit of a f um, carbohydrate drink. And then I eat uh, something that you can, don't have to chew a lot, a lot. and you can swallow easily. Things like yogurt or th some people try yogurt. I don't like the yogurt because it can make me nauseous. But I used to eat fudge, which is very nice. Oh, so cool. <laughs> and strawberries and mango, things nice. like that. Fruits that go down really easily. easily. Yeah. Especially if you're lying on your back. Yeah, because you can't, when you often find if you tread water in cold water, after a very long time, you can get cramps quite easily if you if you um, tread water upright, standing, or in like a normal standing position. So when you lie on your back and you tread water, you often don't get cramps. So that's why I do it. And uh, if if the sea, yeah, like some seas are quite, are quite, and are not so They're deep. rough. Yeah. Not so deep. So yeah. would you be able to stand up? No. And eat? You're not allowed no. to? No, you're not allowed to touch the ground. So most of, I mean, the, the Robin Island isn't that deep, but you can't see the bottom of the water. The Dead Sea, as you're coming in towards Angedi, you can touch, you can touch the ground. Um, but we didn't really eat when you get that close. It's when yeah. you're further out, it was deep. It wasn't shallow enough that you could stand, no. So I always tread water on my back. 
So do you, you like carry the food in a backpack? So normally what happens is you have a boat next to you because you have oh. to be safe. So all these things you have to be very safe. So I always have a boat next to me that's looking out with people on it that are looking after me. They bring my food along. They bring my drinks along. They also um, watch and see that I'm doing okay. When you're in the water for a very long time, and especially if it's cold, you can get you can get quite ill. And um, people can get nauseous. They can start vomiting. And if you get too cold, you can actually become a little bit confused. And so it's very important that the people on the boat that are watching you. And what they do is you're not allowed to touch the boat. So they throw your food to you. So they used to throw, they used to have, a, I had a bottle of water or a drink. Attached it was a string. And so it was like I was the fish and they were throwing the bait. <laughs> and they'd throw a lunchbox as well tied with a string towards oh, me. Cool. And then once I'd taken whatever out of the lunchbox and eaten it, they'd reel in the lunchbox and the bottle yeah, because you're not allowed to touch the boat. You're not allowed to touch people or the boat when you're swimming. Otherwise, you're disqualified. Oh. Yeah, strict rules, strict rules. Hard. Hard rules, but strict. Hard. I guess when you can't touch the floor, Yeah. like uh, about the standing, when you can't touch the floor, if there are no people next to you, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice, exactly. So you just got to be on your back and keep kicking. So it's quite tiring. Yeah. It's quite tiring. Like in the swimming pool, Yeah. a lot of people put their feet down in the shallow end. Yes. But if it was in the deep end, they wouldn't be able Nobody to. Nobody puts yeah. their feet down because they so can't. You suddenly realize how fit you actually have to be to, to tread. Yeah. Yep. And you told us a funny experience before about the seal when yes. the seal jumped and yes. everybody was laughing. For me, it was very scary. Yes, yes, <laughs> I can imagine. Do you have any other funny stories? Well, the first time we did the Robin Island swim, we were a group of 18 guys and girls from Joburg and we were raising money for Oort to... Um, to help children in education in underprivileged areas. And some of the girls put tutus on <laughs> and they swam in their tutus. It was incredible to see they had these multicolored tutus <laughs> and they were swimming Robin Island in their tutus. So that was very funny to see. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been funny. It was. Didn't it help them float? It did help them float a little bit. I also think it made it harder to swim because they were dragging their tutus. But it was lovely to see. They were just full of fun and energy. Yeah. They made us all laugh. What's the most most the what's the funniest sorry, what's the most dangerous adventure you've encountered? So I think the Dead Sea, the burning um the burning from the salt. Um I got it into my eyes and it was it was Ooh. very painful. But luckily we had a I had a bottle of water attached to my ankle which I swam with and I used to put the cold water in my eyes to yeah. to, to rinse out the salt. And unfortunately, the salt stuck to my costume, and it cut my arms quite badly. Ow, so I had quite big so cuts sore. on my arm after I've the done Dead Sea. I've that to my tongue. Yeah. Like with the, yes. the sour sweets. Exactly. Like cuts your tongue. So that's what happened. It cut my arms on both sides. Oh, so I had large cuts. And so swimming with the large cuts was a little bit uncomfortable for the swim. I'm sure. But luckily, I made it. And what's, what long-distance swim do you wish to accomplish next? So... I'm hopefully going back to swim the English Channel and finish it and land on the beach in France. Woohoo! Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Thank you very much. It's not easy to get a slot, which is a space or place to swim it. And I've been very lucky to get a swim for next year, August 2019. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, very excited. So you're training hard now? I've started, yeah. I took a bit of time off, but I've started again and I'm enjoying being back in the water. That's so cool. Yeah. 
So do you do anything besides long distance swimming? So from a sports perspective, I do like climbing and being in nature and hiking. And so I've been very privileged. Um, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, wow. In 2012 with uh, 18 other women or 17 other women. There were 18 of us. And we also did it to raise money for Oort. And I've also done the Otter Trail, which is a beautiful trail um, near Port Elizabeth in the Tsutsikama. And I recently in November did the Whale Trail, which is down in the Cape, which is also very beautiful. So I like being out in nature. I like the fresh air and I love seeing the trees and the rocks and just... The beauty nice. of it all. Yeah. Nature's amazing. It is amazing. You do a lot in groups, eh? It's I nice. do a lot of in groups, yeah. Nice to work with people. It's nice to meet new people and, and make new friends and share experiences. And, you know, these people are well, my friends for life. We've become like a family. We've experienced something um, unique and it's, yeah, we created many memories and we've all stayed friends. So I've made a lot that's of so new nice. friends in the last few years. Yeah, very, wow, very lucky. That's amazing. And do you do anything job-wise besides long-distance swimming? Yeah, I can't swim all day. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm what they call an anaesthetist, which is a person. I'm a doctor, and then I specialized in being able to put people to sleep for operations. Oh, so I yes. put people to sleep for operations, and I also control people's pain when they've got pain. So oh. I do pain management. So ladies who... Um, going to labor to have babies we help them take away the pain by putting in what we call an epidural or we do the spinal anesthetic for their seizures if they have seizures so that's my job every day <laughs> every day you put people to sleep every day I put very people satisfying to, sleep. to see people just got to sleep in front of you yeah you know it's, it's a it's a very rewarding job it's a very scary job because really you want them to go to sleep but you also want them to wake up so that's a very important thing and you want them to wake up happy because they've had an operation. So they want to make sure, that, first of all, that they wake up, and second of all, that they don't have pain. So that's my job, to make sure that they wake up, that they don't have pain, and that they're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, quite a difficult job, I can imagine. Yeah, it is a quite a difficult job. I had to study for 14 years to do it, so it take, took a lot of time. But um, I do love it. It's challenging every day, and I get to meet lots of different people in a time when they're very scared. And so if I can make them feel comfortable and that they're going to be okay, then I think uh, that's part of the joy of my job is that I'm able to help them in a, in, a, in a very stressful time in their lives. Wow. You do a lot with people, hey? I Everything, do. swimming, you do with people, nature trails, you do with people. Yeah. <laughs> I do. job, you do with people. I do, like, nice. I do like people. I do. Me too. You're very perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> what does that actually mean? <laughs> it means that you, you pick up what's important to me so you realize that i value people and so that's what perceptive means that you Thank you, you realized what i what's important to me and people are important to me thank you thank you <laughs> do you work for specific doctors or for hospital so what i do is i work for myself oh. and then i meet some i meet a doctor and, I, and he's got work that he wants to do most of them are surgeons so they operate on people and then they say to me, Kiki, will you come and work with me on a Wednesday? So I'm very fortunate that every day I work with one or two different doctors and oh, cool. I help them do their, their operations that they need to do. Cool. And so we, we work like a team. 
people again. <laughs> so I, I, they can't do their job without me and I can't do my job without them. And we need a patient. So it's a group of people coming together and hopefully we can help each other out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And do you work at different hospitals? You go to different hospitals? I do go to different hospitals. I work at Rosebank Clinic and Linksfield Clinic and Linkwood Clinic and Marbarton and Sunning Hill and Bedford Gardens. Those are the most common hospitals that I, most of the hospitals that I work at. And then on other days I can sometimes work at, if someone phones and says, can you come and help me at another hospital? But yeah, I work at all different hospitals. So that's what's also nice. I get to see different parts of the city and people are very different in different parts of the city. So I get I to meet, di- I meet different people every day. Yeah. yeah. People again. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You work with people the whole time. It's nice. Yeah. It is. I like my I like my own company though. I don't mm-hmm. mind being alone some of the time. Sometimes you need to have your own space to think about what's important to you and what you want to do in life. So it's finding a balance between the two. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. What what's the youngest person, the youngest child you've seen you you've put to sleep for an operation? So I do a lot of little babies um mm-hmm. in my job. Um I work um, at Sunning Hill Hospital, which is known to help children with heart conditions and lung conditions. It's got a huge what they call pediatric, which is children, um, unit. And so I get to work with very, very small babies, sometimes babies that are born at 28 weeks. And you so do an operation on 28 weeks? Sometimes you have to, yeah. Wow. Um, I mainly do what we call an MRI on them, which is a kind of um, X-ray of their brains or their bodies. Um, it's not exactly an X-ray, but it's a it's picture. Like a scan. It's a scan, so it's a picture of their bodies, of the soft tissues of their body. So I do quite a lot of little children um, with heart and lung and brain problems. Um, I put them to sleep so that they can do the scans. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool, yeah. It's a bit challenging. It's challenging. It's sad. Yeah, it is. It's hard when, they, when they're ill um, because it's not only for the child who doesn't know what's going on, but sometimes for the parents as well. You know, they've got this little one and suddenly they've got to hand over their child to a person yes. they don't know very well. And then they've got to have an anesthetic. And a lot of people are very scared of anesthetics. Mm. And so it's a very stressful time for everybody. And I just feel if I can make it more comfortable and make people realize that I can try and do my job as best I can and keep their child safe, then I think I've done a good job. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And what's the oldest person you've put to sleep for an operation? The <laughs> oldest person I've put to sleep, to be honest with you, is 100. Wow. When I lived in the, wow. I worked in the United Kingdom in London for a little bit um, before I uh, trained here and a gentleman fell down the steps and broke his hip. And he was 100 years old. Wow. I couldn't believe it. When wow, I said to him, you know, you always ask a patient, how, how old, old are you? you? And the first thing he said to me was 100. I like looked at him. I said, you can't be 100. I've never met a 100-year-old. <laughs> and so he didn't want to. We normally do a spinal, which is, means we just numb from the belly button down for the operation. And he didn't, he didn't want that. He wanted to be asleep. So I put him to sleep. And luckily he was fine. So, yeah, the oldest person is 100. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's when old. You, when I was you, expecting maybe, maybe uh, in the nineties or the nineties. Yeah, maybe nineties. Yeah. Wow. these days old. with the good medicine that we have, lots of people live into their nineties, and there are a lot of people actually over the age of a hundred. It's, it's actually incredible. Thank it God. is absolutely. 
Well, Kiki, thank you so much for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about long-distance swimming and being an anaesthetist. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a Such privilege. Such a pleasure. Really, it has. Well done. This has been Chai Kids for Kids. Bye, kids. My name is Broya Cat, and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guests for coming on Chai Kids, and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM.